Uh, hi guys, welcome to Let's Make a Movie. This is an interesting fortnight. We have not had time to actually record a show this week. Yeah. This fortnight, so, um, yeah. Sorry about that. I mean, Andrew's had stuff going on. I got, You've had stuff going on. I've had stuff going on, yeah. It's been a busy fortnight. I mean, we, I know we have two weeks to prepare each time, but hopefully we'll be back with a big new episode next week, maybe even a special guest. We'll see what we can do. Right now, we've, uh, we've pulled something from the vault, actually, something that... Uh, you might have heard before. I think it's a classic. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's pretty old school. A miracle milestone. Here we go. Let's get this. <laughs> no, no, no. That's only a couple of episodes back. We're going all the way back to the start. It was actually... Uh, was this our first episode of this pilot? This is certainly how we met. Yeah. Yeah. This might actually be the uh, first episode we ever did of the show. Yeah. Gosh, man. way back when. They were fun times. Back in the day. Back in the day. Even though nobody knows what the day actually is. It was the day. You know. You remember the day. You know all the events of the day. The troubles that happened on the day. The darkness that spread. The clouds that formed over the sunny sky. That was the day. That was last week. That was the day. Oh, You know the day. day. Oliver Stone oh. made a movie about the day and the tragic events that followed afterwards that day. JFK? Maybe. He made many films. W. But... Maybe. Is that... Let's, say, let's just say Oliver Stone has made a film about the day. This is the day that was. Thank you for listening. Good evening and welcome to Let Us Make a Movie. The game show where a contestant and myself, your host, Andrew Jones, make up a new motion picture you can directly hear on Radio 4. Let's meet today's contestant. He's an accountant from North London, so you know he'll keep us on budget. <laughs> it's Owen Mason. Go on, fly me, Governor. Oh my, what an accent you've got on you. Hello, Owen. How are you doing? I'm a right happy Governor. Governor? This seems to be an interesting... Who is the governor? It's a word we commonly say, governor. That is interesting. When I know governors, they usually throw balls. <laughs> yes. That is true. And yes. sometimes they drop them. I, I don't know what to say. Oh! We yeah. cannot say that on Radio 4. Please, that's the same from such a... That wasn't what I implied. Mm, that's a... It's more like budgeting. They drop it and they ruin people's lives. Oh, budgeting jokes. You make yeah. an accountant joke. Governor. <laughs> um, I had an accountant like you once. What happened to him? I fired him. Oh. We do not work with Jewish people. <laughs> this is the British Broadcasting Corporation, of course. We do not work with any kind of ethnicities. I see that, Governor. So. Spudnik. I, I, I don't know what you're referring to here. We, we, I'm making up words. We, we don't talk about what Russians are doing, okay? It's, it's I, a very apologize. delicate balance we are trying to create on the radio. We are British, we are not Russians. I have a tendency to throw out random none words. None of us are communists, if anybody is listening. We are commoners, governor. Mm, that's very close, I'm not sure we can say that word. Please respect the decency of the Iron Curtain and all of its monstrosities within. Alright, sure, Governor. Right, well, uh, I suppose, thank you for coming down, Owen, and let's get to the game. Yeah! First, as ever, we get a title from the title maker. 
Well, let me. Let, let's make a title. I don't know what you're doing. I, I, I'm the machine here. There is a machine. There is, and I'm, and I'm shuffling it around though. I'm not bit. sure how you can shuffle around. You've got a series of cards in front of you. Like, well, is this what you do over the No, day? I, I, I just. As an prepare. accountant, you just. I, I'd cards. like a bag of money, always with me, just in case I need to give change. <laughs> this isn't another accounting joke. No, really, look, you see, there's a bag of money here. I don't know, your radio listeners can't hear, but look, look, bag of money. I don't see a bag of money. Yep. I see a bag of coins. Coins are hardly money. <laughs> Oh, you need much more than that to have money. Alright. Welcome to the BBC. I'll pick it up my people. card. Okay, so yeah. what title have we got for our film that we're going to make on Radio 4 <clears> Live <throat> for you tonight? Finding It. Excuse me? <clears throat> Finding It. Can I have the... Yeah. Finding It. Finding It. Finding It. Finding It is the title of the film. We are finding it today. I suppose it is the letter T and you have not found it yet. Finding It. That's what I say. Mm-hmm. Okay. Go on, fly me. I don't know what that accent is. Let's go for the next card. As in, what is Finding It going to be a film akin to? Shuffling my bag of money for a bit. Mm-hmm. This is very strange. It is. It is a fantasy. It is a fantasy. Finding It is a... Fantasy. 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 A fantasy. Fantasy. Like you might have seen in... The acclaimed British comedy, A Matter of Life and Death. Is that it? Is that... Do you not remember that classic film? No. Well, I'm, I'm always busy with my finances. God. Well, good news is BBC are going to play it on BBC One very soon, so you'll be able to enjoy it. It's That's good. Wonderful black and white glory. What time would that be? Would be at six thirty-five. Ah, this coming Saturday. I will put it in BBC my diary. One. Thank you for scribbling down. I don't know why you are scribbling down. We are trying to do a broadcast here. Can you please be professional, no. Mr. Mason? I I have to keep these because the British Broadcasting Company is the best. Yes, we are the best. Thank and I need to keep a note of everything. You don't need to keep a note of everything. Yes, I do. Are you anal? No. If you're not anal, I don't think that word. What is that word? It's the word of the I day. I think that means I should look at the subgenre it's, file. It's the word of the day. And thus the bell has rung to announce <laughs> the word of the day is, of course, anal, as in obsessed. We apologise for the sound quality in this broadcast. There appears to be another studio right next door for me. More commoners appear to have come involved. It's uh, quite a, a loud, rambunctious show on the other side of the studio. Joe, is that? Can you hear that? I can't hear anything. Hmm. Have you brought any friends of yours to the studio? By any oh, chance? yeah, we brought some mates. They've got, they've got some. They brought some pints from the pub next door. The pub the next door. Yeah, we do not have a pub next door. Oh. Well, that was a whole bunch of beer. Oh, that must be if your If they have transported system. alcohol, if you were out to London from the pub close to their house to the British Broadcasting Corporation, we must certainly take it off of them because narcotics and alcohol are not accepted in this house. I'm sure there's a sign there that says all beer allowed. All peoples are allowed. Ah, oh, If you look sorry. at it carefully, we are very unracist in the BBC. Oh, okay. For certain ethnicities. Please, well, 
Should continue I... with some of these subgenres that yeah. you have found? Alright. Subgenre number one. Biography. I wonder what that could be. Well, it will also involve time travel. Time travel. Time travel. Time travel. Time travel. Time travel. Like the classic works of H.G. Wells. H.G. Wells? H.G. Wells. H.G. Wells? H.G. Wells. Ah, <laughs> oh, that guy. That. H.G. Wells. Well, this is... Do you Have you read a book before? Yeah, of course. <laughs> I'm a very knowledgeable man. For an accountant, you sound not quite as sophisticated as I expected. And you have dropped water all over the radio. I have dropped the ball, Gav. That's, uh... Oh, I'm sorry, I've got to get, clean my throat for a second. That's, uh, really <coughs> I can't say that. Hello, you sir. Have, you have poured water all over the radio equipment. I'm sorry about and that. Sorry about earlier. <clears throat> you're, you, you sound quite different through the new microphone I do, system. yes. That's an impressive amount of water you have bottled. Yes. Okay. So... Sometimes I get a frog in my throat, and it makes me sound like... Dick a Van Dyke. A Dick Van Dyke style. Oh, I don't know what that could be. I have yet to watch that motion picture he was in. It's okay. Yes. Betrays the, the, the nuances of the original book. Oh, I've never read a book in my life. I don't care for reading. I thought... Then why were you asking me about books? Because you write accounting books, so I figured you should oh, yes, read accounting books. Oh yes, my range of accounting books available right now. No, I hope they're not available because they're select for clients. They're not uh, for public consumption. They're available for clients right now. Would you like to monitor us and help our show with some of your accounting work? I already know I've done. Well, we have five pounds. I would like to point out that you... Notes here. We would like to know how many pound notes we can have... Remaining, if we were to buy you a new water bottle, that will not spill. Accountant, account us. I will need all this money. Uh, this is not money. You have just taken my sandwich. I apologize. Don't eat my sandwich. It is for me during the show. <sighs> well, that's what. That's how you are going to pay me I as your accountant. I my assistant to screen the volunteers before they <laughs> appeared on the show. I said... I said... Let's not have a silly, strange person. Let's have a normal human being. I'm very normal, if you must know. You've eaten a sandwich off of my table. Well, if I'm going to be your accountant, I need currency. You're not and since you're not going to pay me money, you're you going to give me time a sandwich. And time again that I do not wish to have your services accounting my money. I can account for myself, thank you very much. Okay. Now, tell me your That's film. Pleasant. Well, it is Finding It. Finding It. Finding It. A fantasy. Oh, I did it, Gov. That what? Oh dear. <laughs> Sorry. A mistake. fantasy biography. Fantasy time biography. Travel, time travel. Motion picture. Yes. In the vein of what would you say is this akin to? Hmm. Maybe well, at the many decades of classic cinema. The many four decades. Hmm. I would say six decades at this point. We have many years of Charlie's shuffling my beard. And do not why you know why you have a beard. I did ask every contestant to be clean shaven. It is the BBC law. Well, I am paid enough money for me to not care about such things. But uh, you are now on the radio, which is my domain, and I would like you to. 
Do you want me to sure. do it right now? I would like you to do it right okay, now. Okay, then. Uh, do you have a razor? I have a knife. Will that do? Uh, no, it won't. Uh, I, I beg to differ. Hold it steady. No, no, right. I, 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 I could. No, 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 just give me the knife. Here comes the airplane. Meow. Meow. No, no, just give me that knife. Why have you battled it off of me? I <laughs> could have given it to you very, very comfortably. Because I do not trust you. Hold on. I've got a knife on the other hand, <laughs> so I can do that. <laughs> you hate that. Put it over here. Excuse me for about five minutes. Please do not play music. We have a professional music maker on. Okay then. Could you set that all up, please? Composer, compose thyself. That's not a composer. That is you again, sir. Mr. Mason, I must ask you to be quiet while you're shaving yourself so you don't cut your face off. But I need to distract myself from this ridiculous shaving implement that you call a knife. I did not call it a shaving implement or a knife. I well, it. this ridiculous shaving implement that you gave me. It, 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 it is for my sandwich. You have, because you do not... You are not a real man who brings a shaver with him wherever he goes. No, I brought a knife with do. me because I don't need a shaver because I'm on the BBC. I do not require a shaver. I have cleanly shaved except for the top of my head. The bottom of my head is completely gone. Feel that? I, I don't really want to. Yes. Quite lovely, I think you'll agree. I a wispy little moustache is. I am done. Please, could you just brush yourself off? You've got it everywhere. Okay. All on my sandwich. No, don't put it on me. This is a finely tailored suit. I would rather you didn't mess it up. Well, I got a brush. I can chop it on. Yeah, it's a knife. You've got my <laughs> knife, and you're calling it a brush. No, it is a brush. Look, I, you're holding I know, it the I other know. way. Okay. It's not the same thing. Now you're uh, bleeding from your oh hand. God. Don't ever hold. Children who are listening do not ever hold a knife the other way around. It hurts quite a lot. And it does. It does. There is a lot of blood in this studio. Yes. Almost as much as there was water on the microphones. Yes. I am fine now. Does it so? Owen. Yes. Teach us about finding it. Find a it. Fantasy biography time travel motion picture. <laughs> well, there's a man. Mm, there are many men in this film, is there? Many men. Wonderful. One of them is in a box of some kind. Mm, a box? What could that possibly require? I imagine this is like a cabinet of Dr. Caligari type of feature. <coughs> you could... Actually, no. No. A box, a box sounds ridiculous. Oh. He has built an automobile. Oh. He has an automobile. Now, this is interesting, because we uh, we do like our automobiles on this show. In fact, uh, young Jeremy over there is a big fan of automobiles himself, isn't that right? Yes. Yes. He keeps talking about how one day he's going to start a TV show, a television series, of course, about automobiles. Could you imagine such a thing? Oh, our interns are a funny bunch, aren't they, Jeremy? Yes. So go on about this automobile. Jeremy is now interested. <laughs> so, this automobile mm -hmm. is, of course, an old Ford. So it has to be a classic car. Sure, sure. I assume this is uh, one of the English-made Fords. Of course. Good, good. From the Dagenham area. Yes. Oh, the classics. I respect that. The Dagen of Ham. Dagenham. The Dagen of Dagenham Hams. Ham. Area. The the they made daggers and hams at one point. They daggered ham. And uh, which is a true story delicacy. about true story about Dagenham. Mm. Dagenham. Dagenham. 
they were once used in prisons to put knives inside of hams. And so they would use it to escape the prisons. I do not understand how that would work. Who would want to escape a prison? Criminals deserve to be locked up. Anyone who is not there. That is, that is true. And that is why they do not allow hams in prisons. Okay. True story. I do not know why we need to have that in the middle of our motion picture show. <laughs> well, you know, your your listeners always like fascinating facts, and so does your lovely studio audience. Yes, quiet down there. <laughs> now let's uh, stop toying with the people and start right. discussing this feature. I okay. <clears throat> so, it's automobile. This man who drives a in this Ford automobile a and a Ford, man who is... A Fordomobile. Let's not use that. Okay, Please. sorry. Respect the English language here. Ford this is the automobile. That is true. Ford automobile. Mm-hmm. He drives around. Yes. And it seems like a normal, typical gentleman mm-hmm. driving around in his old vintage automobile. Mm-hmm. In a world where everybody else is Driving the latest modern Aston Martins, or... Or Jaguar. Or Jaguars. How wonderful. This sounds like a lot like where I live. Or... And then there's the occasional... Rolls Royce. Rolls Royce. And then there's the occasional commoner with a Mini. But we don't focus much shots on that. Robin Reliant. Yes. And then somebody falls over on the Robin Reliant, because those cars were screwy. They are wonderful cars. I have many shares invested in the Robin Reliance. Well, apologies. I, I appreciate your apologies and understand that I'll be making many monies from the stocks I have invested in a Robin's Reliance. So, this gentleman is going down the road. Do we have a person playing this gentleman? Are we looking for someone who is very English? Very English. Very English, yes. I say. That's an interesting point of view. Mm-hmm. Who is the epitome of Englishness? I do not know. I mean, there is one person, I think, right now, who is possibly at the peak of his fame. Okay. I think we could definitely use. I think he could at least pull off an English accent. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. John Wayne. Could... Hmm. Mr. Wayne. Mr. John Wayne. It would... He it, says would, it would divert him from his usual... Popcorn affairs. And, and he has now reached that height again after the last couple of years where he is back to where he used to be and it feels like it'd be good for him to have, yes. have something to stretching, grab hold of. Stretching out his broad reach. Yes, yes. A bit like a, a bit like another Genghis Khan for him, if you will. Trying to yes. do another ethnicity and really nailing that part. Yes. Yes, I can imagine him as an, an English person. Okay. Wonderful. John Wayne. Wonderful. It is. So, John Wayne, driving down in his automobile. In his Ford automobile. Yes. And he goes into his estate. Mm. Is it a lavish estate? Are we talking a grandiose house with many gates? Not, not that lavish. Okay. It, it's a, it's a medium-sized... A dwelling. A dwelling. Mm, because if it was too big... Then the audience might not relate to it as much. In I a medium size. Most way. people will understand what it's like to live in a house that is too big for their lives. I certainly know that feeling. I, I guess so. But, you know, this this would be a very broad reaching film. Oh, okay. 
So yes, it's a fantasy. It is a fantasy, isn't oh. it? Well, yeah. most, most fantasies are for a certain type of person, not not the the grand spectrum of humanity. That and is that is why this would be such a risk. Okay, you're making a risky picture. Mm-hmm. Fascinating. Yes. I myself do not take risks, so I'm not that is invested, That is understandable. Interesting stuff. But you know, fate sometimes gives you the opportunity to take a few risks. Sure, sure, I guess in this... This first episode of the show, we yeah. might as well take a wild risk. Yes. And then see where it leaves us. Mm-hmm. I certainly hope this won't be our last episode. I hope not. So, Mr. Wayne goes into his estate. But then he doesn't go into his house. Because his butler is already there? Well, not because his butler is in the house, but because he goes to his garage. Oh, garage. It's like, Just the, the audience would be thinking... Why are you not turning into your your yard? Or your, your other garage, perhaps. Or your other garage. You're much closer to your house. Hmm. Like, why would you not park it in front of your house? Sure. It's convenience. Unless it's raining, of course, and then you or, won't be on Or the let, your, let your chauffeur take it to the, uh, the garage on the other side of the house. So he has a chauffeur, even though he's driving a Ford. Even though he's well, driving a Ford. He, he's a very adventurous... Man. Okay. He he has the opportunity to use a chauffeur, but he never does it. Interesting. Because he's he's very confident in his own driving ability. Okay, I suppose we'll get to that later. Where is he yes. going? He is going into his garage. Because in his garage mm. is a lot of technical equipment. I don't um how do you mean technical equipment? Technical equipment such as machinery. Machinery, such yeah. as I think you might find in a factory. Yes. Okay. Except for listeners, a factory is something that a commoner might work at. Yes. Indeed. So you go in, and it's a more compact. Well, they're computers. Of course, they're like fifty. How can you fit fifty computers? Well, not fifty. I mean, two. Two large computers that take up two walls. Very much. That sounds about right for a computer. Mm-hmm. When you say 50, did you mean 50 processors? Yes. Okay. A processor is how a computer always run. It is a hefty piece of equipment that would often take at least one square meter in any given room. And elicits a loud sound. Which would be perfect for this fantasy setting. But Mr. Wayne... Mr. Wayne is using this equipment for a certain matter because he he tested out the car to see if it's suitable for him to look up on his whiteboard and a, see a list of things a whiteboard a, apologies white i was getting white and black confused and we would what that situation we do not like that situation a blackboard mm-hmm. which says a list for Equipment needed for a time machine. A timed machine. Yes. Interesting. And he first thing he he has already ticked off equip. He already ticked off the mechanics. Mm-hmm. He's already ticked off the specifics. Mm-hmm. And then he ticks off the car. So the car is part of the timed machine. Yes. Fascinating. It has stuff. been the approved vehicle for this time machine. So tell us, what does John Wayne do with this time machine in this film? Well, 
he first has to construct it. Yes, well... So, there's a few scenes of him putting it together, taking advantage of the Ford's robust shape mm -hmm. to make it a machine that anyone can use. But it would only be seated for two people. Okay, and then when does, where does he first go to test the machine? He goes to an abandoned road. Interesting. Is there a row of shops nearby? Just to show how abandoned nope. it is. This is he rode and he goes there at night to make it even more abandoned. Mm -hmm. Say, I notice your uh, intern, Jeremy, is smiling more at the idea of an abandoned road used he, for a car. He likes the opportunity to... I think he might actually like to be in this film. Is there a possible way to put him in this film? I will, I will find a way. I'm sure it would be great if there was a moment where John Wayne is testing this machine in which Jeremy can like, videotape with a television camera or a 16mm camera. There will eventually be a part where John Wayne will be showing this time machine to the public for the first time. But he has to do one more test. Is it with a possible human or even an animal life form to see how they would react? He will be the one to do it. Okay. He is the only man. He has done many other tests with animals with the equipment and it hasn't like a worked dog, perhaps like a dog and it hasn't has he got a pet it's dog it's worked is that what this is he has he has a loyal dog it, what, what, it's, what, it's, what, what would the dog's name be scruffy scruffy as opposed to i don't know one of the more famous scientist names like uh, galileo or einstein no scruffy mm, okay Actually, if, actually, I um, I would think that John Wayne might have a bit of creative control in this movie, and I know for a fact that he likes calling dogs something to do with how they are. So the dog would be very scruffy. So we call it Scruffy. Are you sure the dog is not named Pilgrim in this instance? No, it is not named Pilgrim. That would be written extensively in his contract. You seem to know a lot about the law of filmmaking as an accountant. Do you deal a lot with film? Work? I do, actually. Hmm. So perhaps you could enlighten me as to what kind of films you've worked on so far. I do not think I can classify that information. We'll, we'll go through some of the more recent films. The Italian Job. <sighs> they almost went over budget on it. Goldfinger. They almost went over budget because the name, Goldfinger, like... Sorry, apologies for trying to get into a commoner language. <clears throat> he would be... They wanted a lot of gold. And I had to go up to them and say, Gold is worth a lot in this age. It was mostly used in the war. So, you cannot have all this gold in your movie. Did you? How did they react when you found out that uh, you took all the gold from that movie and put it in the Italian job instead? They didn't actually know that. Did if you, you could find a way to edit that out. Did you work on Stanley Kubrick's The Moon Landing? Oh, that was a difficult project. It was a fascinating one. I remember it catching was. it on the television once. Uh, hmm. 
Stanley is... He's a genius. He is. He's also terrible with money. Except when Doctor Strangelove is shot at all in sets. They just yes. spent it all on shooting the moon. So they had to use the moon as the war room. It's quite famous, yes. I remember seeing a TV documentary about that once. Did you do the TV documentary about that once? No. No? That was not my responsibility. I was making sure that... I was actually also security on the set of that, so How I was making security? sure... security? You're about five foot one. Well, you know... Yeah. I'll just say that, you know, size is not everything, my friend. I'm afraid it is. You'd think that. As a seven foot two man, I do understand that size is everything. How are you fitting into this studio? We've had to extend the wall, which is why another studio has been incorporated into our studio. Fair enough. Mm. <clears throat> now, so, big scene. Big reveal that John Wayne is testing out this vehicle. Mm -hmm. He is the only man on the road. He looks out the street and he goes, Well, Pilgrim. It's time to make the big jump. He would obviously be allowed one pilgrim in a movie. Are we, are we sure we want to have the pilgrim used so early? I think yes. an audience might like to wait well, to find out when the reveal of who's going to say the one pilgrim. I guess you can make that argument, but also, if we were to do this, we'd have to get it out of the way to establish Mr. Wayne as a completely different character from what we know. That the time travel might affect him in some way. Well, that makes him somewhere. stop him from saying Pilgrim ever again after this one thing. Now, how does the story progress from here? We only have about ten more minutes before we have to go on to The Archers, a new soap opera that is going to begin on the radio for. Okay. So, he finds out that the time machine works. Mm -hmm. He goes back to... I'm trying to think of a suitable period. Hmm. He goes back Would you say the to the Tudor crash? period. Oh, okay. Yes. He meets up with Mr. Henry VIII. One of our wonderful kings. Yes. Who has ruled the land for a long time. Mm -hmm. And invented the BBC himself. Did he? Mm. Did not know this fact. Back when he was running court, he asked for someone who would handle all the news and opinions, and sometimes offer him gentle comedy. It was Mr. BBC. Ah, Mr. Corporation. I've known his okay. many grandsons. BBC. B-E-B-E-C-E-E. BBC. No, that's his nickname. I have his real account. That was his actual name. He is Mr. Corporation. We have it on the tablet that we have. As you can see, engraved in stone, right here, is where I, stood I, I Mr. Have, BBC. I have some news for you, and I'm sorry to say that what you've known is a lie. He is Mr. Corporation. This is strange. I have some news for you. It's called Yes And. Go on. <laughs> so he goes back to Tudor Times. Leads up to Henry VIII. And they have a conversation. He doesn't want to disrupt history too much. But who does? Who does? So he leaves him and he goes back. But he, he goes back exactly to the moments before he left. Which means his time machine has worked. Uh -huh. He is now the biggest genius 
in human history. How tall is John Wayne exactly? Well, he is John Wayne height. He is so he is not seven foot two, and that's he, not the biggest. He is eight history. foot. That does not seem possible. I may have seen him of that size on a cinema screen. However, I do not believe that is him in real life. I believe that is a projected image of oneself. Well, he projects an image of himself again in the movie to make himself... So on set, he is somehow eight foot tall all the way through. <laughs> yes. Your logic knows no bounds. Continue and tell us the rest of the plot in very quick succession. So, he goes to the news services to tell them about this machine. But then, his machine gets hijacked by an evil corporation. He gads! What kind of corporation? It's evil. Oh, I apologise. It's not actually an evil corporation. Good. It's, it's the government oof, 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 of oof. Russia. Much better. Who wants to steal his time machine mechanics to make an army of time machines that would go into history and disrupt it. Making sure that Russia would be the superior power forever. I must add for the listener, we do not endorse the fact that Russia is evil. It is just a simply known fact. <laughs> so, eventually during the tests, the Russians sabotage his machine. Because... Sabotage machine? Good golly. Because they have the plans from his house. It looks like they're wrapping up the show. Oh, that is, that's wonderful. We apologise for the inconvenience. Radio 4 is trying to organise another radio station. And it uh, looks like Radio 5, as they're temporarily calling it, might happen soon. So, goodness knows how that'll go. Sounds pleasant. Well, sounds awful, doesn't it? Full of commoners. I do not understand the concept, but the British decide that they want another station. And uh, Lord BBC knows we need another one, like a hole in the head. Lord Corporation Junior, you mean? Do you want to understand what you mean? Yes, and. And so. But John Wayne is always prepared. And so, but. And so, but. And so, but. And so, but. Lord and so, but. That is what the time machine is called. And so, but. And so, but. Mm. It's also John Wayne's other dog is called and so, but. Along with Scruffy, Scruffy and and so, but. Yes. So, Continue. but he has already spare plans. So John Wayne builds a time machine to prevent himself from building a time machine. My goodness, this is a very confusing storyline. However, will it wrap up? Well, he changes history to the point that Mr. Wayne never came up with the idea for the time machine. Mm. So, he just goes about his life as an inventor, and he invents the computer. The computer? The compact machine. How compact is this machine? Half a wall? Rather being not half a wall, a quarter of a wall. My goodness! What kind of crazy mind could think up of such an idea? You well, are a John smart Wayne. person. John Wayne. Or you are coming up with it right now. This is true. I never knew a computer could ever be such a size. Well, that that's that's what fantasy is. I mean, you can come up with these concepts. It's this, not like they'll this ever is happen. Genuinely fantastical biographical time travel. Thank you very much. 
So, before we end the show, we have a fun game to play, which is called Let's Cast a Film. Okay. Now, we already have John Wayne. Yes. Now, who else is going to... We've got uh, Henry VIII. Yes. Who could possibly play Henry VIII? That is a very good question. Thank you. Who is large and also possibly even in charge? It is a tough question. There are many actors who could possibly play such a sure. historic figure. Obviously, we would. Would you like to go for Larry at this point? With what? Sir Lawrence. Of course. Yes. Yes. Bit of Olivier in there. It's a yes. Let's let Creedence talk story. Very established role, even though it would be a very small role for Mr. Olivier to play. Would you say like eight minutes of screen time and then winning an Academy Award? Of course. Wonderful. Of course. That sounds wonderful. Now, who would play the bad person, the person chasing after them, the corporation, evil businessman? I'm going to say Mr. Alec Guinness. Now, with Alec Guinness, I have to ask, will he be blacking up as he is wanted to do? I'm going to say no. That's a disappointment. It, it wouldn't suit his character. But does it suit his face? I find his face is much more defined when he is playing, say, in Lawrence of Arabia. I... No. No? No. Well, that is very disappointing to it, it, It's disappointing. I enjoy how he makes fun of ethnicities. As Who doesn't? Ra- as a racist broadcast from the BBC in the 1960s slash 1970s, I enjoy people making racist comments. I like how you had to establish where the period is that these viewers know the period of time I, that we are in. We have been talking about time travel. I want to make sure they do not get confused as to where we are in real life. That is true. That is true. It is important I to know that, that whilst this movie has occurred to you, it has not actually happened to you, the listener at home. You are still in the time that you were half an hour ago when we began this broadcast. Yes. We have a surprise for you. One last thing we would like to bring what? out. <laughs> Intern Jeremy is very excited for this. We have a special guest. We have your star right here. Sir Jonathan Wayne is here to see you. Oh, Everybody wow. Welcome him. How, how do you expect this? Well, if you predict this. I, I, I did say that he should be the lead. If that you, is true. If you notice, I, I kind of led you down the road. Uh-huh. Down the road, the abandoned uh-huh. road, if you will, yes. of which you have driven down so quickly. How are you doing, Pilgrim? I am good, Mr. Wayne. How are you, sir? I am great. When do we start, Pilgrim? We start as soon as you're ready. I am ready now. Well, Bring then. me a Ford from Dagenham. Let's get this set up. I'm leaving now. Okay. Thank you, Jonathan Wayne. I've got a film to make. What a, what a fun time. I did not actually expect him to say yes to this. That was uh, exciting. We've already made our first movie on Let's Make a Movie. Yes. Oh, we have so many decades to go. I cannot wait to continue. Oh, wait. In fact, I would like to ask, will you be back next week to pitch us another film? Do you know what? I can make time in my schedule. Wonderful. Well, thank you for listening and thank you for coming. Now, coming up next, it's the story of The Archers, a series of farmers who have social problems in commoner England. I hope you enjoy... Good night. Oh, so that was a, a rerun. Yeah. Mm, a classic. Picked it. Uh, yeah, it was the first episode, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yes.
picked it right out of the vault. Mm-hmm. I've had the archers. I don't know. Uh, sounds sounds boring. Yeah. Don't like common people. Uh, yes. I want to sleep with common people like you though. <laughs> Classic. Classic pulp. Classic pulp. Pulp fiction. Star William Shatner's first album. That was remarkably good. <laughs> oh, so good. <sighs> well, it was fun to go back and listen to uh, my ever-changing accent. Oh, uh, I'm glad you've stuck to this kind of yeah feeling and emotion and veracity. Mm-hmm. It's much nicer than whatever that was. Yeah, y- you were a butcher at the start before you became an accountant. Right? <laughs> that's uh, how you work through your uh, yeah your, your accounting school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's how 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 it was back then. You had to apply your trade in the meat wagons and then oh the meat wagons I remember when they used to roll down the hills and mm-hmm. we had to chase after them tongues out dripping because brakes saliva. weren't invented back then oh gosh no in fact that was the last things we invented in a car yeah we had iPod docks before we had brakes it's quite amazing how my accent has not changed at all either no mainly the, the, the height of sophistication which is wonderful and you're still the same racist. Mm-hmm. So. Hail Hydra. So. <laughs> I, f- I, I believe this is the part where we promote stuff. Mm, I've got nothing to promote. Okay. Um, I'm at Owen Mason. Mm-hmm. E-O-I-N. And uh, we're going to include a link. As some of you may know, we've uh, restarted our... Uh, our uh, crowdfunding campaign for our series Tales from Development Indiegogo Indiegogo this time we are not on Kickstarter we'll be on Indiegogo which means all the money we make is ours unless we don't make enough and then Uh, yeah then it's not worth trying because we can't afford anything but we shall be positive so look it up look up there's Dev Hell series on Twitter excuse me Dev Hell series on Facebook and look it up on Indiegogo. You can logo in the search function and find it. Back us. We've got plenty of rewards and all kinds of good stuff. And you can watch the episode. You can for watch both time. Yes. It's got to go offline soon for the time being while we try and do something else. Yes. All right. Well, is that it? How about you? I've got nothing. Like I said, I've got you, nothing. To you've got a Twitter account. I don't care. I'm not promoting or pimping that. Why not? People can find it if they want to find it. Okay. It's fine. Thank you for listening. Even run. All oh. right. Um, well, we'll see you in two weeks. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.